Good morning. Today is Monday, January 3rd, 2022. And today is Rosh Chodesh. Happy Rosh Chodesh. Today is the first day of the Jewish month of Shvat. So there are 613 mitzvot, commandments in the Torah. And there's got to be one mitzvah that's first. The first mitzvah that is commanded by God through Moshe to the entire Jewish people. Yes, it's true there are several mitzvot that are mentioned in the book of Bereshis, but they were given only to individuals and they were only they only became binding once they were commanded to the entire Jewish people at Mount Sinai. But the first mitzvah that is given by God through Moshe to the entire Jewish people is in our parsha, the parsha boat. Vayomer Hashem el Moshe vel Aaron, and God says to Moshe and Aaron, Be'eretz Mitzrayim in the land of Egypt, Lamor, as follows, saying. So. First, I just want to point out that, of course, it's Be'eretz Mitzrayim. Of course, they're in the land of Egypt because this verse occurs before they actually leave Egypt. It's before the Exodus. So, of course, they're in Egypt. They've been in Egypt for hundreds of years. But this line means to emphasize that this mitzvah that, that I'm going to read in, in just a moment this is the first. This is while they're still in Egypt. And it is the mitzvah, which is the foundation of the exodus from Egypt. It's the foundation of our entire Torah. The foundation of what it means to facilitate the transition from slavery to freedom. And that is the following mitzvah. This month, the month of Nisan, is to be for you the first of all the months. This is the mitzvah that we are to follow the cycles of the moon as our calendar. We follow a lunar calendar, of course. We discussed this before, corrected by the solar calendar. That's why this year is a Jewish leap year. There's a second month of Adar, but that's a separate subject. But we live our lives by the lunar calendar. And of course, it's very significant to discuss the significance of this first mitzvah commanded to the entire Jewish people because today is Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of the Jewish month of Shvat, the beginning of this next lunar cycle. So let's focus on one apparently extraneous word. Lachem. One more time. God says to Moshe and Aaron, while they're still in Egypt, HaChodesh HaZeh Lachem Rosh Chodeshim. This month should be for you, Rosh Chodesh. In other words, this mitzvah to observe the lunar calendar should be for you. Well, who else would it be for? God wouldn't be telling Moshe to command the Jewish people if it related to some other nation. Obviously, it relates to Lachem, to you, to us. Why does it say Lachem? So the Talmud explains this word. The Talmud says that the new Jewish month, 
does not begin automatically with the astronomic beginning of the lunar cycle. Hachoresh Hazer Lachem Rosh Chodashim means this month shall be for you the first month year, uh, uh, the first month, meaning you, meaning we, the Jewish people, we have the responsibility to proclaim the beginning of each Jewish month. The Talmud says that the new month is established not on the basis of the, as, the actual astronomical event of the new lunar cycle. That is only a guideline. The Talmud explains that the Sanhedrin, the great court that made this decision, was not constrained by the position of the moon in establishing which day is Rosh Chodesh. That's a guideline, but they have a certain amount of latitude and they, the Sanhedrin, the, the, the judges, the members of the Sanhedrin, the leaders of the Jewish people, they set the date as they wish and as they feel is best. And they use that latitude to ensure that the Jewish calendar works for Jewish life. Just to give one example, there's a rule that Rosh Chodesh can be adjusted to make sure that Yom Kippur, the Day of Atonement, does not fall on Friday or Sunday. You'll notice that in our calendar, Yom Kippur never falls on Friday or Sunday. Why not? Because the rabbis understood it would be too difficult for people to have all of the limitations and prohibitions of Yom Kippur adjacent to all of the limitations and restrictions of Shabbos. It would just be too hard logistically to be able to do it. And so the rabbis made sure that they utilized the flexibility that they had the authority to do to ensure that Yom Kippur never, fall, never fell or never falls on a Friday or a Sunday. God says, in other words, the new month is established by you, us, the Jewish people. When we say it is the new month, that's when it is the new month. The Mishnah describes the procedure. Witnesses would come to the court, the Sanhedrin, the great court in Jerusalem. They would come to the court and they would say to the court, we saw the moon and it was in this part of the sky and it looked this way. It was pointing in this direction. And the judges would cross-examine them, ask them questions, and then the judges would confer. And then, once the judges had reached a decision, Rosh Bezdin Omer Mekudosh, the head of the court would stand up and he would say, Mekudosh, sanctified. This day is Rosh Chodesh, the beginning of the new, of the new month. Fuchal Ha'am, and all of the people that were in the courthouse at that time, Onen Acharav, would respond to him and say, Makudish, Makudish. It is indeed sanctified. That is what makes it Rosh Chodesh. The head of the court saying it is Rosh Chodesh is what causes it to be Rosh Chodesh, not the actual, actual astronomical event. In other words, 
even God follows the human decision. So God says to the Jewish people, I will judge you on the day you say it's Rosh Hashanah. And I will forgive you on the day that you say it's Yom Kippur. This, of course, is a contrast to Shabbos. Shabbos, God sets every seventh day. And when we pray on Shabbos, and in the Amidah, we have a bracha, a bracha in the middle, and the end of that bracha is, Blessed are you, God, God sanctifies Shabbos. The sanctification of Shabbos comes from God. That's automatic. Every seven days, it comes from God. But on Yom Tov and on Rosh Chodesh, which is how we follow the lunar calendar to get to Yom Tov, we set the date. And God follows our decision. And the blessing that we make in the middle of the Amidah on Yom Tov is, Blessed are you, God, Mekadesh Yisrael, the Hasmanim. God sanctified Israel, and Israel, we sanctify the times, the new lunar cycle. The first mitzvah given to the Jewish people while they are still slaves in Egypt is that you are no longer slaves, God says to us. You're not slaves. You are princes and princesses. God says to us, you are my partner in ordering the universe. God says to us, you abide by my decisions and I will abide by your decisions concerning the calendar. On the Shabbos before Rosh Chodesh, in shul and even at home, we say, this past Shabbos, we said, Birchas HaKodesh, the blessing for the new month. And we say all of our hopes and our prayers for this new month. And, and while we say that prayer, we announce the molad. We announce the molad, which is the actual beginning of the new lunar cycle is such and such a time. And the reason that we announce that time is to show that although Rosh Chodesh is correlated to the new lunar cycle, it is not always identified with it. If you listen, you will sometimes hear that the Molad is on one day and Rosh Chodesh is on a different day. Because... Again, it's not dependent on the molad. It's dependent on when the human beings, the human court, the rabbis decided that the lunar month should begin. We are in charge of this system. And that's why the Torah says, HaChodesh Hazeh Lachem. It shall be you, God says to us, who is in charge of ordering the Jewish calendar. There is a basic, fundamental question 
asked in every place and in every time about every religion. And that question is, does religion make me smaller or greater? Is religion the opium of the masses, a useful device for keeping great numbers of people passively in order like sheep? Is man weak, doomed, sinful, in need of saving? Or does religion magnify our self-esteem? Is man magnificent, transcendent? Does religion give us a place at the bottom of the universe or at the very apex of the universe? To a large extent, expressed in many, many different ways, Judaism differs from the other major religions of the world in advocating the latter. And the source of that teaching is Rosh Chodesh, the Jewish calendar. It is the mechanism that places man at the very top of the universe. Reflected, for example, in the words of Tehillim, Psalms, Ani Amarti Elohim Atem. God says, I said about you, mankind, you're like you are princes and princesses. Only I, God, am higher than you. Rabbi Riskin points out that although this was conveyed in the mitzvah to the entire Jewish people, just before they were about to leave Egypt, you see this characteristic within at least some individuals much earlier before the Exodus. We have discussed together that we know so little about Moshe before he is selected by God to leave the Jewish people. At the beginning of the book of Shemos, we don't even know his name. We don't even know if he will survive. We know so little, just a few short vignettes about his 80 years of life until he is chosen to lead the Jewish people. We know nothing about his parents, Amram, his father, Yocheved, his mother. Nothing. We know nothing about them within the text of the Torah. But we know quite a lot about his grandparents something very profound about their outlook on life. Now remember, Moshe's grandparents lived in the midst of the slavery. They lived during the worst of the persecution and they lived before there was any harbinger of redemption, before there was any communication from God that now it's time to leave. They lived during a time when there was no end in sight to the suffering and persecution they were going through. Moshe's father's parents, living in the depths of slavery with no end in sight, they named their son Amram. Amram means exalted nation. 
Moshe's mother's parents named their daughter Yocheved, which means God's glory. Is that how they saw themselves? In their experience at that time, did they see themselves as being able to form an exalted nation? Did they see themselves as a people that could be described as God's glory while they were suffering with no hope? Yes. Even before there was hope of redemption, even before there was word from God that the time has come, to fulfill the promises made to Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov in the midst of the worst of the persecution of hopelessness and darkness. There were individuals who understood their actual place in this world at the very, very top, notwithstanding their current low situation. And those individuals stoked this from embers into a burning, raging, cleansing fire. And it is this message that becomes the mitzvah through Moshe to the entire Jewish people of following the lunar calendar and that it's our responsibility. That is the message God chooses for the first mitzvah addressed to the entire Jewish people while they're still slaves in Egypt. And that message remains today at the heart of what it means to be a Jew. My friends, I want to wish you a great day and a happy Rosh Chodesh. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.